You are listening to episode number 46. What is Transcelerate and how it will impact your work tremendously? An interview with Pepper Polavircher. Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen, and enhance your efficiency. If you are listening to this timely, there's a last chance to register for the great free webinar on leadership. The topic is four reasons why statisticians fail to lead and how to overcome them. Act now, sign up at theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar and don't miss it. So today in this interview, we talk about Transcelerate. What is it actually? Who will be affected by this initiative? How this will change your day-to-day -day work? What's the view of the regulators and payers on this is? And where do you can learn more about Transcelerate? Finally, we'll also talk a little bit about the PSI conference that is coming up in London this year and what you will learn there from Transcelerate. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member. Hello, thanks again for listening to the Effective Statistician podcast. Uh, today, I'm actually very proud that I'm interviewing uh, a former supervisor of myself, uh, Peppa Polavircher, and she uh, recently took over a very, very interesting role uh, in Transcelerate. But first, let's, um, Peppa, please introduce yourself. What have you been done up to now and what was your career as a statistician? Uh, how has that looked like up to now? Yeah, so thank you very much for inviting me to talk with you in this podcast. I'm um, very excited about being part of it. So my name is Pepa Polavieja. I am from uh, Spain. Um, I am a statistician by training. Um, so I've been um, working for... 25 years, more or less, already. I don't like counting, so it might not be perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, of those, the last 15 years, I've been working for Lily. Um, so, after I came out of university, I started working in different CROs, TPOs, as a statistician, where I was doing data management, a bit of data management and statistics. And I had the opportunity to very soon began leading um, some of those statistics and data management departments and the CROs that I was working with because there was not that many people that had the experience or, and I was just happening to be there um, with the experience, with the passion. And I spoke English, which there was not that many statisticians at Spain that spoke English at the time. So I very quickly got into 
different big CROs to develop the um, the data management and statistics department at Spain. And after that, um, I, re I didn't really ever have the opportunity of being part of a team with other statisticians that I could learn from. So when the opportunity at Lily came up, although it was kind of coming down because it was from leading a group of almost 20 people and having built it, I came back to being a project statistician working in trials, just focusing on that. As an individual contributor. At, really, as an individual yeah. contributor, which is, I think it was a very good step for me and um, because I... I went so fast into the uh, administrative path that I didn't really have the time to focus on that. So during a few years, I was working for the Spanish affiliate, which at that time had a lot of budget for um, doing different projects. So that was probably the most productive time of uh, as a statistician where I had many manuscripts and, and I was working across different therapeutic areas. So it was really a learning period. And, and I've been then working in Lily in different roles. So first it was at this local kind of support role. Then I became a group leader for the European team. Um, that's the time where I got the opportunity to work with you. Uh, but it was more focusing on therapeutic area, medical affairs. And in the last four years, I, I had the opportunity to work in a role that was more related to process um, improvement. And um, so that's what I've been doing in, in recently. But really process improvement all around statistics. All around statistics, yeah. yes. So, so you never lost touch of statistics. You yes. were always working with statisticians, mm -hmm. um, but really more on the process improvement, quality improvement uh, side of things. Yeah. Okay. And so that actually leads quite nicely into uh, this job at... Transcelerate, so to say. It's not really a job, but but um, how did you get involved with that? What, what kind of, why were you approached to take that on? Or did you kind of um, seize this opportunity and, you know, brought yourselves into it? So being completely honest, it came to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, in this role that I'm taking now, um, I, I work with a department within Lily that are the ones that own the procedures and the processes. And, and they are very, they are very involved with external activities as well. So one of the persons that I work very closely with happens to be Well, she became the um, represent the transitory rep representative at Lily, mm -hmm. and there were these new projects coming up, and one of them was um, creating this um, statistical analysis plan template. And now I will explain how that role became bigger, and she thought about me um, because I was already focus on processes, but I also have been working as a statistician and I do have a good network as a statistician. So um, she proposed me, do you want to participate on an external um, initiative with Transcelerate? And at the beginning I was told this is about creating um, an SAP template and it's going to be what they call a sprint, which is a very quick project that you develop. You just have a set timeline and you deliver what you can create in that timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I really liked the idea and I accepted. So that is how I became the work stream leader. So I was involved in 
selecting the team from the different companies and, and we can talk now about what is Translate. Yeah, so, maybe we can, Yeah, let's we can, start with Let's this. start, start uh, stop back and uh, what is actually Translate? What is the bigger picture? And um, there's lots of things going on and that maybe some high level introduction and then kind of how's your specific project links into that. Yeah. So Translate is a not-for-profit entity created to foster collaboration across the industry. Um, the vision that um, it has is to improve the health of people around the world by accelerating and simplifying the research and development of innovative new therapies. So it started in 2012. That is when it was founded. At that time, there were 10 member companies. So the um, it is... It is composed um, by pharmaceutical companies that they participate as part of Translate by donating either money or resources. Mm -hmm. And there are certain rules that each company that are participating need to comply with in terms of how much resources and how much money they contribute with. Um, they started up with five initiatives. Um, but today, six years later... Um, the number of member companies has increased to 19. And something that I learned while being part of Translate is it doesn't sound like a huge number, but when you, when you look at it in terms of how much research these 19 companies are doing, it's about 95 or 98. I mean, it's really crazy number uh, of the research that is being done globally is done by these um, companies. So, so basically... In Includes all the major players yes. in the field. So, yeah. so be it Novartis, Pfizer, Roche, yeah. GSK, whoever, yeah. um, Q from Lilly, everybody that is on this long list is yeah. uh, really included. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today there is more than 25 initiatives going on. So it is really um, getting really huge in terms of what they can do. And, and yes, there is... Yeah, you have mentioned many of the companies that are uh, already uh, part of Translate, um, and uh, it involves many, many people, up to more than 1,000 people. And it's, it's also around the world. I mean, uh, is uh, the the country network expands to 22 countries, and um, and then there is a lot of engagement with health authorities. And I can tell a bit more on the specifics of the SAP how how that is happening. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of external um, collaboration. Um, I was talking about the industry that is part of it, but there is also a lot of collaboration with CROs, with um, standards associations like CDs, uh, DIA, uh, and of course with health authorities. So uh, health authorities, especially kind of FDA, EMA, mm -hmm. um, the Japanese authority. PMDA, yeah. 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 And also um, like the ICH group, uh, there is there is. Okay, word. yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, there is like three main p pillars that Translate is working on. Uh, there is one that is um, the one where the statistical analysis plan template is landing, which is about harmonizing process and share information. Uh, there are other interesting projects for statisticians in that area, um, and which is um, digital data flow and placebo and standard of care database. So that is more for if you think about historical controls, things like that, or shared placebo. 
so uh, there is stuff, a database yeah. um, and this this is one project that has been going for many years so it's kind of it's not in the development, so that is already working, where there is a database with anon anonymized data from the different companies on placebo and standard of care. So that is something that as a member company you can use to simulate data to um, many different things. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah. So those, um, that is one of the pillars. Um, the other, the other pillar, uh, pillar is enhance sponsor efficiencies and drug safety. So there is um, projects there that are also interesting for us, um, like uh, data monitoring committee. This was another screen that happened this year, which uh, was about um, find or creating a database of um, investigators or statisticians that can be part of data monitoring committees because what we have realized as an industry is that the people that is usually part of the DMCs, they they are always the same and they are getting older and we need to bring fresh blood to, to this and, and it's also a great opportunity to grow as professionals so, so that is some of the work that they have been doing in that area. Um, and we're speaking about 2018 because as we are recording this, it's end of 2018 and the okay. podcast will go live actually early uh, 2019. So. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that that's a very good point. Um, there are other interesting projects in that area, like advancing safety analytics. Um, and then um, there is another pillar which is about improve the pacing and site experience. Um, that is probably the less interesting pillar for us in terms of what we can do there as a statisticians or what resources we can use from that path. Um, but I have to say that this is what is happening today. There is a lot of traction in terms of initiatives um, because of the learning process that this organization has gone through. I can tell you that the pipeline for 2019 is looking very, very interesting for us as a statistician, so you will hear more, there will be more opportunities as we are thinking about digitalization, data flow, and things in that arena. So you mean pipeline in terms of new, new translate pro projects, projects yeah. for, that statisticians could participate in. So yeah. great to watch out for that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that in terms of what is translate, um, that is a good summary. They have, you were asking how you can get information on that. If you work in one of the big pharmas, there should be a representative of Transcelerate that you can connect with and mm -hmm. you can learn what projects your company is involved on. So try to find out from um, your medical department who is in your company part of the Transcelerate. Um, you can always approach Transcelerate to understand in your company who is, but it makes more sense that you do it within your company. If your company doesn't belong to Transcelerate, those resources that are created are not only for member companies. So they have, if you search in the internet for Transcelerate, you can find uh, their webpage where there are a lot of resources that are open to everybody. You just need to enter some information and you can download them. And we'll also put that in the show notes so you can also just go to the effective okay. decision, uh, okay. dot com and check out the show notes for this episode. And okay, we'll wonderful. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to kind of your specific project. Tell us a little bit more about um, the SAP template and uh, things like that. Uh, because 
if I first heard about it, SAP template didn't sound really um, very interesting, so to say. But I think you're more thinking beyond just, you know, a word file with a standard table of content. Mm -hmm. let, let me take a step back. Okay. Because we are talking about the SAP template, which, in fact, at the very beginning, it was the project that we were involved on. Uh, but then... Um, we realized that at the same time that this sprint on the SAP template was happening, there was also some work being done on the uh, common protocol template, which has existed since many years. And especially they, were, they wanted to uh, improve the section or the standard section that they had on statistics. So we work on those two things together. But at the same time, and when you think about these templates, um, they are not isolated. So, in fact, we are going through a process of rebranding because it's not really that we are talking about templates. What we are talking is about a new way of developing design, designing studies. So, essentially, it, it is an automated way of describing the study design, bringing that information into the statistical analysis plan, and then bringing all that information into the clinical study report. So, Because there's a lot of redundancies there. If yeah. you think about kind of, um, let's say, the objectives of your studies, your hypothesis of your study, um, the methodological approaches there, there's lots of redundancy between protocol, SAP, and the report in the end. Yeah. So essentially what we are calling it now is e-suite of templates. So it's, it's really that we have three templates where there is content reuse possibilities between them. So um, when you think about those templates, there is two versions of them. There are the word versions and you can always use them and that will help you to have the same information at the same place, regardless if you are Pfizer or Lily or whoever mm -hmm. you are. But you always have the opportunity to tailor that particular template to your needs. So you don't need to take it exactly as it is. Um, there is certain well, there is certain recommendations because they are not rules. This is not a standard. This is just a resource mm -hmm. uh, that you can use to to the best. But but really, the benefit of using it is that if you use the the commonalities between it, that is what will bring that whoever is using it will be familiar with the information and will know where to find things. So going back to this content reuse, which these templates uh, will give you if you are using the technology enable, is that you can bring information from one place to another. So we are starting that journey to the vision that we have to have a digital flow of information when we talk about protocol, SAP, and uh, clinical study report. And Digital, we not just mean it's PDF documents instead of printed out documents. Mm -hmm. Digital means it's kind of... Metadata. Metadata. Data that you can actually work with and that, you know, helps you to, you know, program things like metadata, if you think of clinical trial data, you know, um, things that describes volume or uh, units or you know study code or stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah exactly so um how it works is that it has xml information behind it mm. that you can bring from one document to the other so in this case we are using it to not 
copy-paste the information from one document to the other, but if you think about it, I mean, the use can be in all, all over the place. So can you start creating that metadata in a way that it will fit into the CRF? So you can automate the creation of the CRF. Or can you bring some of the information from your SAP so you can automate how you create a specifications? So, for example, if you think about the schedule of events that mm -hmm. you have in the protocol set, feeds then into the CRF as well into the SAP, and from the SAP it could feed into the programs? So that is not exactly a good example because I don't think the schedule of events at this moment, I mean, for sure is not being brought to the SAP. I don't know about the clinical study report. So I don't know if that is as, uh, as but for, part for example, of the XML. But endpoints, kind of variables that you yeah. collect. But yeah, for questionnaires, example, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, very good. So this was just to, it was a long response to your question about is this just a template? Mm -hmm. um, so that is one of the things, if you think about it, is we are transforming a Word document into a database of metadata or a, 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 a set of information. The other thing is that um, as a team, one of the things that we wanted to focus on is given the new IC89 um, addendum, is um, we wanted to bring this idea of the estimants into practice. So one Fair of the enough. things that you will find um, in the common protocol template and in this statistical analysis plan template is a proposal on how you can describe where and where to fit all this information to define the estimates and to bring that concept into a plan. So it's not just kind of hidden in the statistical analysis section, which mm -hmm. most people don't read, but it's more really kind of embedded in the overall yeah, so, process. Yeah, so great that you made that point because one of the fights, well, it was not really a fight because the rest of the team, the common protocol template team, was very keen to go that way is we really wanted to have the estimates definition in the objectives and points tables. Yeah. So maybe something that I can give you as a kind of hint is the most typical thing about the common protocol template is that it has a table when you define your objectives and your endpoints and they go in a format of a table in, in a way that you, you link every endpoint to each objective. Okay. So it is a very initial step, but now what we have done, well, let's talk about estimates instead of endpoints, and let's have that in the objective section so everybody realizes that this is not really a statistical discussion, this is a team discussion. Mm -hmm. So that's the starting point. Then that information, we bring it into the SAP, and in the SAP template, we'll provide some examples of how you can summarize all the information with the estimates and the additional information on how you are going to analyze them. Nice. nice. So I think very, that that is nice. yeah. that it is, really helps to bring this estimate uh, concept out of the stats section, yeah. which I think is really really important because if we always kind of keep it within the statisticians, we are never going to be successful with it. Yeah, yeah. So so that is a first step. Of course, is just um, 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 very small step, but. We, I think that the other thing that is important to understand is this is 
our first proposal of the statistical analysis plan template. It was the first time that we were doing something like that. We only had like two months to develop what you will see. So we know that there is opportunity for improving, uh, but, but I think it's a really good start. Um, on, on how we can work on that. So when actually will we uh, see these kind of things? When will that become publicly available? So um, the new common protocol template, I think, is release six. The statistical analysis plan template and the clinical study report template are going to be available um, in the transitory page if it is... Um, Roughly... Yeah. Which kind of time frame? Are End we of November, so in less than three weeks. So, by the time you hear that, that should be live. Yeah. <laughs> so let nice. me make a point. So what uh, what is going to be available is the word templates, because essentially what will happen is the technology enabled versions are going to come out as a beta release. Okay. So instead for the common protocol template, because that it was already there. So the common protocol template you will be able to download the board version and the technology-enabled version. For the SAP and for the clinical study report, you will need to wait a little bit more because we are going to give one year to the, to the member companies to test it and use it until it becomes open for everybody. So if you are in one of the member co uh, companies, you can go to your Transcelerate contact and actually test it out. Uh, yes, or... I think there is going to be like, um, and I need to find out more about that. There is going to be like a form that you need to fill out because they want to know who is piloting uh, it. Okay, of course. They um, want to have the, get us the feedback. Yeah. So yeah. there is like a process of how you can access. Well, the ones that are available, you can go to the transitory page and download it. Although um, I will suggest that in any case, you, if, if you are a member company, you go... Um, or if you are not a member company, um, you go to the people to understand how your company is adopting that template. Because you, as a company, you can decide that maybe the common protocol template is having, I don't know, only or for the statistical analysis plan template that um, there is not a section for clinical trial registry. But my company has decided that that is something that is important and we, you can always add it. So it's, mm, it's good to know, okay. to understand how your company is adopting Okay, so things are moving forward quite quite quickly. That's very very good. And we talked about the um, the timelines for that. Um, and you mentioned in the beginning a little bit about ICH. So what's happening in terms of ICH there? Yeah. So the ICH announced this summer that they are going to create a common protocol standard. So the difference, just for me to highlight, the difference on what the ICH is going to create versus the template that Transcelerate has out there. So what Transcelerate provides is not a standard, it's a resource. Mm -hmm. you, as a company, you can choose to use it or not. Uh, what ICH is going to create is a standard. Because they are calling it a standard, there is certain timelines that they need to follow because essentially once that they develop it, they need to put it into public for a period of time. Mm -hmm. I think it's about one year almost um, to gather comments. And, and then after they look into the comments, they can create that standard. So they are starting the work. Um, I think next week is when they are getting together. So the FDA is going to be there, um, many of the regulatory bodies. Um, so they will be starting 
this new um, standard for the com for the protocol template, and many of the people in Chancellery that was involved in developing the, the the template will be involved in that. I was told that one of the pieces that they are very interested on is to see how we have proposed to describe the statistical analysis in the protocol and in the SAP. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I will hear more about what are those discussions. And we estimate that next year there is going to be a lot of um, engagement with the regulators in terms of um, what do they think and, and how they perceive what we have proposed. Speaking about 2019, the PSI conference in London in um, June of 2019 is not so far away and actually you are planning something for that conference. Yes, so uh, we are working with the committee to have a session very specific for statisticians not only on the SAP template but on Translate and what Translate can bring um, to the community of statisticians. So what are the projects that they that as a community we can benefit from, where to find that information. We maybe we are defining it but maybe to serve some uh, success uh, stories from some of the projects that have been going on for more time and also talk about the future, what are initiatives that are starting that uh, people may have an interest on and they, they can get involved. Because, yes, as an example for the SAP, we are already talking, well, now that we have a template which the core information doesn't make sense to create libraries. So um, for the very typical analysis, can you grab a library and then you can have a draft SAP very quickly? Um, so there are many things that are um, being under discussion on that area. Which makes our life as statistician in clinical trials much easier, yeah. which is really, really nice. So um, if you haven't registered for the conference yet and you're listening to this in early 2019, uh, just go to org where you can find the conference homepage and register and still benefit from the um, early bird rate. If you're listening to this a little bit later in 2019, still register for the conference. I'm pretty sure it will again be an amazing event like in 2018 in Amsterdam and the years before. Um, so um, thanks so much, Peppa, for that really, really nice overview. And um, I'm really looking forward for that. And as I said, you'll find more information on the homepage, theeffectivestatistician.com. And uh, yeah, come to the conference to find out even more. And um, Papa will be there as well. So you can also probably catch her in a break and ask some further questions. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you very much. So don't forget to sign up for the leadership webinar. Act fast. It'll be awesome, and you don't want to miss out on this one. Of course, as I mentioned, the webinar is for free. Just sign up at theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar. And I thank you very much for listening. Bye.